ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the clubhouse. This is episode 91. I'm your host, Tej Butler, as always. Sitting next to me, Big Dill. Dill, how are you? Rocking and ready to roll today. Rocking and ready to roll? I yeah. like to hear that. You know, good old Sunday morning. Weather's been nice. Yesterday's weather was interesting. It's a hot day. The day before that was interesting. So hot far, day, Saturday. So. Good day so far. Yeah. Sitting next to me as well. Whoa. <laughs> Live in person. So you know it's going to be a good episode, folks. Mr. Doge Wagner. Doge. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well, man. It's not very often I get to come and actually be with you guys whenever we're recording. So whenever I do yep. get the chance, it's a real treat. A real yeah. treat. And uh, it's, yeah, like Dill said, it's a beautiful weather outside for a... Uh, for a good Father's Day today, so shouts to all the fathers out there. And uh, yep, shouts out, pops. Yeah. Looking forward to a to a nice little pod with the boys. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so, episode ninety one. That's for the Bulls, the Twins, the Penguins, and the Washington football team. As you should say that, because you can't say the other team anymore. Nicely done. But the Redskins won that. Yeah, that were the Redskins. That was then. the team. Yeah. They were like that. Yeah. No Joe longer. Gibbs. Old Joe Gibbs back then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Joe Gibbs racing. Yeah. Right. Um, so, as Joe said, you know, it's always a treat when he's in town. And he was in town for an extra special treat. It was FC Cincinnati's first full crowd and we were all in the Bailey, me, Doge, Dill, and my brother Patch. Um, so we have a little bit of audio from that coming up here in a second. Um, and then we'll just talk about the game here. So, Ladies and gentlemen, I'm your host, Teach Butler. I'm coming to you live for the first time ever out of TQL West End Stadium. Sitting next to me, as always, Big Dill, Dill. How are you, buddy? Here we go, baby. Uh, oh, camp's in the touch. That's Pat Butler here. Pat Butler. Pat, how are you doing? I feel fantastic. Ready to get a dub. 3-1 FC Cincinnati. Goals by Brenner Kubo Lokai. Hey, and ladies and gentlemen, we have a special treat for you. In town, live, in the flesh, always on the pod, always in your hearts. It's Doge Wagner. Doge, how are you, buddy? We're live at the stadium. Let's go doing great. I don't know, somebody already broke the news, but with an FC Cincy win, all three of us are shaving our facial hair. That means nothing for me and TJ. That means everything for Dill. Big time play for Dill if FC Cincy wins, shaving off the beard. It's going to be a great night. 5-0 win. Kyle Carnes is shaving his beard too. That's word on the street. Let's see what we got, folks. Wow. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Um, very exciting game, very hot game, disappointing game though, you know, like needed the W. Yeah. I mean, it, not that they have a roof on that per se, Yeah, but any goals, that roof would have just one, blown man. off. Just one. People mm. were ready to just celebrate for yeah. a goal. We were close. The post term. We were so close a few times, but yeah, I mean, the two zero loss is tough, mm-hmm. but the the O part of that loss, as you said, is the toughest. Is you know that 
that whole crowd and especially the Bailey there, they were ready to to go nuts for a goal and, and celebrate and just we yeah. didn't get the occasion yesterday, unfortunately. But the the chants were wild, the march in was fun. Um being a part of all those different support groups coming together and in one march was pretty sweet. All coming out to the Bailey. We were right behind the drums, so we were seriously making some noise. Uh Really cool experience, but yeah, we we could have used a goal or, or two or three. We were yeah. seventeen. <laughs> we were right there the whole time. I mean, along we didn't do the entire march, but we started off at our you know. Yeah, shouts out to the point. shouts out to our uh, new supporter group that we joined, so we could get a bit closer. The Norden. The Norden. Yes. <clears throat> so we we started there, and then from there we made good friends with our buddy Chris, who's the president yeah. of it. He's you know, he knows who we are. He's aware Shuts of what out. kind of uh, noise we can bring. Um, went to, you know, the uh, Washington Park, and, uh, yeah, I mean, we were right there the whole time. We were eight I mean, rows we up, were, I think, right? Or yeah, so. row eight. <clears throat> we were really right behind one of the smoke pits. Like, we were directly behind the drums, just a little off to the left. So, like, we were in the bailing. Like, there's no... <clears throat> yeah, we were between the first box and the, and the goal posts as far as... <laughs> kind of where we were at right. so you know we were a good view we are the people screaming when we we were getting scored on or the people screaming when we're ending the game like it was it was a great game voices are a little bit tired as you can probably hear on the, the pod <laughs> today but that would just kicked off a weird day in sports in general because like yeah. we needed that win so bad like it was just like uh First of all, I want to like it was so hot in the Bailey, like being around all the people, everybody screaming and yelling. It was really hot out that day, but <clears throat> it was very cool. I think one of my favorite parts. I just want to say shouts out to the, I don't know if it's the In Kind Collective or like the Bailey people, but like on your way in, there's just a big pile of flags you can grab, and you can just anybody can grab a flag, and you can just take it down and wave it and wave it the whole game, and then you can put it back. Like I think that's awesome. So. We had a little trust the process one, so if you saw the trust the process flag waving around, that was us out there with Calvin and Hobbs, which is funny. Um, but it was a good noisemaker too for stuff. Yeah, good. The yeah, good banger on until, the until until uh, the flagpole kind of yeah. went through the, the flag. They need to do some sewing. The it's okay. Yeah. Uh, what do you what uh, before we go into the rest of the weird day? What did you guys think of the stadium like seating like that, like the the standing like zone? I liked it. I thought it was... The cup holder, the action they had was awesome because you could do, mm-hmm. like, almost two drinks on that cup holder, like sit one right in front of it or put something in front of it and have the one in the cup, which was, like, oh, that's huge. Yeah, you can have the drink in your hand, too, and then the one yeah. on deck in, yeah. the, in the cup holder right yeah. in front of you. So that was... Yeah, right absolutely. The box. Exactly. Ready to roll. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta have your, you got to have your hands free for some clapping, though. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> that's why you just got to put it down quick. I think that, so, one of the, the biggest things, like, my biggest pet peeve in sports is, like, if we're, if everyone's sitting, but you have that one guy standing in front of you, yeah, and then you have to stand, yeah. and then it creates everyone having to stand, which is, like, in, you know, like, a basketball game, you don't normally stand unless it's, like, a big moment. Like, in soccer, you want to bring that energy, you want to have people get rowdy, um, especially because we want... 
FC to have that home field advantage and to feel like something that no other MLS team has. Exactly. And right. if we can help bring that energy to our team, hopefully they start performing better. And when they do, it'll be way more uh, successful, I feel like, as far as the home field advantage. So. Like, we have one of the best, like, we have to have one of the best stadiums, like, probably for soccer. At least in the country, maybe, I don't know, like, compared to, like, other, like, global ones, but, like, in the country, for sure. And, like, we have to have one of the best fan bases to support that, and then, like, it's a shame we can't. Yeah, we just haven't come through yet on some on some wins. Have the team like do that yet? But I don't know. There wasn't for lack of effort by any means. Like they had, what did you say, twenty two shots? So they had twenty two. We were shooting shots, seven on goal. The Rapids had two shots on goal, and they happened to be the two goals they scored. So we just need to learn how to attack with a little bit more. We got to finish our set pieces. Yeah, some of them almost went in though. We got to finish them. We had a few go off the crossbar that, yeah, if it goes, like, Teach said it yesterday, if those go bar down instead of bar up, then that place lights up. Yeah. But it's a matter of inches sometimes, and, yeah, just wasn't in our favor yesterday, unfortunately, for that game. Yeah. And Lacadia had that one kind of turnaround ripper upper 90 that was maybe a foot off, 6 to to 12 inches off the upper 90, like, crossbar post intersection that could have been an absolute nasty river like that was something that ESPN's putting on the highlight reel when you open the app like especially everybody just Lacadia with nasty upper like we haven't had like the Bailey erupting moment like we didn't have that well so I mean we didn't score against the revolution in our second home game yeah that's two we've back so two to back back to back shutouts Shut up. I, I don't think that the next game there's any chance they don't score they have to score the next game at home like especially the full crowd Against the crew? Right? They have to. I'm not saying they're going to, but they have to. Man, oh man. Like, as a fan base, they need it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, we need to I get agree. that I mean, movement. I agree with you, but, wow. That'll be a tough one. I mean, it's going to be loud for them, though. You know, it's going to be... It's going to get rowdy for the crew boys. It's Yeah, I mean, it has to be. That's a Friday nighter. We have a lot of home games in the... Uh, last half of the season. Yeah. The second half of the season. So, exciting. I mean, like, Hopefully. midweek games, weekends. That's fine. Like, let's get it going. Like, <clears throat> it was just cool getting in there. Uh, yeah. I've been just paying like, attention to the construction stuff and updates online. And, I mean, you went to the meet your seat thing, right? Yeah. So you you were in it, but not really like. I didn't get in to go it. into the Bailey. Like I got to go see my dad's seats, which were really cool, good spot for sure. I right, they enjoyed. So my first time being in there, as well as Doge, like that was something. Like even seeing it, I haven't driven past it. Beautiful stadium. It was cool. It was Did you really see cool the lights stadium. when we were driving by at the end, like kind of like lighting up? What it said like. T-O. Yeah, when we were yep. yeah when we were like leaving and stuff. Yeah. On the fins. The fins are really cool. Yeah, the lights at night are, are a cool sight to see, for sure. It's a good-looking stadium at night, too. Oh, like yeah. It looks good in the day. You get some of that natural sunlight coming through on, like, the open portions of the top of the stadium. Um, and then at night, like, I have a really, I don't know if you guys saw it, but, like, that panoramic that I took was really sweet. Like, yeah. It was, like, a purple sky, too. Ooh. We'll have to get that posted up for the people. Yeah, yeah that was sweet. Uh, yeah, everything about the day there was perfect except for the 
loss for that. We had a great, uh, great march, great seats, good energy, but we'll have to get them next time. So, um, moving on then to the next event that we were, we didn't really get to watch this one as much because we were traveling for most of it, but. <clears throat> Big Dilly's, uh, Big Dilly's boys in the Lightning. Tough outing against the Islanders there in the Coliseum in New York. Uh, went down 2-0, if I'm not mistaken. And then... Lightning boys? Yeah, I'm not sure. <clears throat> they went down 3-0. They went okay, down 2-0 in the I second didn't... period. Third period come out, Islanders scored another goal. And then we, we put, uh... Put two in real quick. They might have scored three in the second period, actually. Uh, either way, we're down 3 0. Lightning scored two quick ones in the third to kind of. I think the Islanders fell asleep for like five minutes to open the period. And then after that, I'm pretty sure that they like kind of kicked themselves back into gear after, like, oh, shoot, like they're on our heels. And then, absolute play of the game um, was at the very end when Ryan McDonough totally drew the goalie out of the net. Goalie's six or seven feet away from the net, not in, like, wide open net. Does, like, a spinning 360 backhander to toss it into the goal. Like, wide open net. Defenseman guy comes in for the Islanders and, like, skates, like, on his knees with his hands out, just trying to, like, get anything on it. Wow. With three seconds to go. Gets and his body in the way, and it was a beautiful gosh. block. Oh, my God. It was a beautiful block. Saved the game for the Islanders. It was a... Yeah, not good for Dill's Lightning, but that was definitely a really, I mean, really good play by him. Yeah. The, so the important thing is, is that you we still have on ice, right? Correct. So we split each way. Right. So it's like we're, we won our two home games. They won their two home games. Okay. It's a best of three now. So yeah. Go back to Tampa for tomorrow night. Um, they need to win that game. Like they, I do not want to go back on the road. And the Islanders, little. Pesky guys went down two one to both Penguins and the Bruins in the first two series and came back to one four two in both. So, oh no, not. When not I saw that. Need, yeah. I was like, oh jeez, we need to. So win this yeah, one. you definitely don't want to go down three two. No, then, going back to no, New no. York because they'll just finish that series. No. Out. Exactly, then it's over. Yeah, you don't need that. You need <clears> that home ice win. Which I feel like we played better on the road. Actually, I don't know why. Just because we like being the villain of like just taking people's like home ice away where there's like we don't like seeing other fan bases cheer but we don't like ours cheering either because like we just don't do it at home sure um so yeah tampa's got a win i i guess cooch last night obviously i didn't really get to watch much of it except for the very end because we were at the fc game but i guess cooch was just off just didn't really have it going um i mean he needs to be one of our better players. Like, he needs to be the one, like, we're, I think, at our best when he has all of his assists, not necessarily him scoring. Sure. Obviously, yeah, if he's scoring, then whatever. But I think that we're going to be better if he's the one distributing, facilitating the puck, dumping things in there, and uh, making stuff happen. So, um, it's a big game. But, I mean, look... We went to six with them last year. 
could be six or seven this year. Like, yeah. You know, it's going to be six or seven. Yeah. It's not going to go to five because it's two two. No. So. <laughs> <laughs> Mathematically, game five being the end is is, is over. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that one is not a potential not option. an option anymore. <laughs> so. Um, I mean, as far as hockey, the other game that happened the night before. So let me back up to game three with the Lightning. Eric Chernak with probably the one of the worst, I don't even know what happened, like defensive plays in, I've seen in a long time. I'll say, yeah, give us some other ice time. So they're up one to zero. The puck is kind of scrambling around. It's like a little bit to the right of the crease, and Eric Trinak, instead of, like, turning it back to the corner, he puts it, like, in front of Vasilevsky to try to have him ice the puck. Well, he whiffs on it, and it ends up getting pushed right through Vasilevsky's legs to, for the Islanders to tie it one-to-one. So it was like, what are we doing? Like, this yeah. is terrible. When was this? Game three. Okay. So we ended up winning that two-to-one off of a nasty Braden point. Went through, uh... What is it? The five hole. He did a little. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Well, what are you doing in soccer? Why am I blanking? Nutmeg. Yeah, he uh, nutmeg three players like... for the goal. Islanders defenseman Anthony Sorelli in the paint, who's getting pushed into Varlamov. Uh, so he went through all three of their legs as he's falling to the ground. If you haven't seen the play, it's like just a brain point play. I mean, like just it's nasty. Point. So they end up winning that game two to one. But Mark Andre Fleury said, "Wait, hold on. Eric Chernak just had a bad play. This is one of those hold my beer moments. Watch this, dude. What a Mark Andre Fleury. Did you see this, Doge? You were telling me okay. about this. He goes to Such play the problem. puck off of the back uh, when it's when it, the puck's being ran around the backside of the goal. Misplays it. Goes to like continue the puck outwards around around the." Uh, boards hits the, off the inside of his stick hits his skate as he's turning puck is right in front for the Canadians player to tie the game with a minute left in the third as the as the Golden Knights were gonna win that game all they had to do is, is not do that and obviously something else could have happened sure but that was such a gimme and then the Canadians ended up going on to win it over so they're up 2-1 right now in their series. So well, the Habs. Vegas is heavily favored, or was heavily favored. So, yeah, the Habs, the Habitants. Habs. That's too funny. So, yeah, that game uh, should be tonight. Game yep, four. Yep. And, I mean, that's a – I want to see both of these series go to, like, an equal length so that way one team doesn't have, like, an extra couple days advantage – of rest, and it's just like, hey, both these teams, whoever's in the cup, went to six games. You know, obviously, there's going to be that one day differential because they mm-hmm. play on opposite days, right. but um, not like the Suns and uh, Clips that went a sweep game seven. Right, so. We needed that for or game six, right? Six, the Clips yeah. went one and six, right? Yeah. Okay. Either way, no six Kawhi. versus four. So, well, they have Luke Kennard, so yeah, it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, it's just Not a little hockey same, update. I'll take it. So a little playoff <laughs> puck. Jesus. Um, Luke Gennard, our guy, Franklin, Ohio. 
Franklin, you gotta support Franklin? local. Franklin, right? Sure. I couldn't tell you. We just call it Murr real quick. Somebody stats to me on that. I don't want to be wrong. Disrespect. I'll phone him. Disrespect the legend. I'll phone him in. Don't worry. Um. Well, gentlemen, it's time to talk about the two greatest words in sports: game seven. Just says Middletown. No chance he played at Middletown. I think he went to a private school. Where do you play then? Franklin. Yeah. Nailed it. Nailed it, T. Well done. So he's born in Middletown. Okay. Place was Franklin. Just a midi out here. I can't believe he was in number 12 overall pick. Dude, he was good. It's just, you know, we don't have a whole lot of NBA players we're pumping out from Cincinnati. No. So that's all I meant. I agree with Not that I don't think he was good to do, but. No, no, no. Back to our game seven, I'm just saying, he's just just good. It's crazy. Middletown, Franklin, I Game seven. Giannis versus KD. Just put it out there. There's no other way to say it. Kevin Durant. I mean, the, he just, the whole Nets entire organization just sitting on his back. Poor James Harden, grade two hamstring strain, I guess, which people are saying is, like, ridiculous that he was able to play with that at all. 22 points. Awful shooting night. What's new, I guess, for James there. But you just tell he's been uncomfortable since he He just didn't look like himself at all. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> he after the game he was like I'm really frustrated I only time I ever got to test my hamstring is in the games like it was like always nerve wracking I was like geez that kind of sucks so <coughs> but you gotta get that just I mean go ahead I guess what are you gonna say no I was just gonna say I mean the good thing is that's not an injury that oh yeah um, is something like those guys will be back yeah like it, it's not a it's gonna have him out for a little while sure he's not gonna be able to play and, and He'll probably, he'll probably miss the, summer, the Olympics, but, probably. Like, yeah. Yeah. But it's not an ACL. It's not a Achilles, like right. KD and Boogie and some of those guys, Clay. Yeah, like, he'll uh, be back. He'll be back. He'll be fine. Yeah. But you got to go hats off to the Bucks, man. Chris Middleton, absolute... <clears throat> daggers there at the end. Drew Holiday, daggers in regulation. Giannis was big. Big plays at the end. Big free throws. Brooke Lopez with a huge block after a weird out-of-bounds play where he like kind of forgot about the time, it seemed like. Um, Kevin Durant, obviously, just matching everything back and forth, too. But, I don't know. Do yeah, only were... Kevin Durant. So, you just mentioned, what, four Bucks players? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he had 48 points on his own, but then matched by Giannis's 40. Yeah. And when the rest of the Bucks team, big plays down the line, like T was saying, you know, Drew Holiday, the block by Brooke was huge. I mean, that was that was huge. I mean, and there was no one else really showing up. Joe Harris was Brick Dude, City. Where did he, what happened to him? It's like he forgot that he was. He's not Big Shot Joe. Dude, uh-uh. Not Big Shot Joe. No, he's not. He might get Big Shot moved. This offseason. Like I mean, he he's, was a, he's a risk on defense. Terrible. Like he's a liability on defense. Like he doesn't move very well. 
I don't see him having like active hands when I watch him play. Where it's like, oh, this guy's a threat to like lock down somebody. And if you aren't hitting good shots, like if you're hit- if you're not hitting your shots that you typically would hit, like it's very similar to uh, who the hell did the Bucks ship out this year for Holiday? Bledsoe. Yeah, Chupas. Like he doesn't make the shots that Holiday was hitting. Like. Yeah, Holiday's a, a, he's a dog. tear up shot maker for Bledsoe. Yeah. Absolutely. Even though he had a couple bad games, but now he, he had a great game. He, he had a poor at least, like, not a great show game, up when it counts. Like, yeah. Like, like, great, like, I'm a big boy at the end here. When, like, this is game seven. I think you started two of 16. He was two of 14. Then he was like, look at me. Five of 22. Look at me, I'm big Drew. But yeah, he had some big buckets at the end in uh, in the fourth, and then also uh, just, just shots they needed. I mean, like, literally though, you want to talk about like how close this game seven was? It is like an inch how close this game seven was. Yeah, Kevin Durant's toes. If he's one inch back, and you know he's still gonna hit that shot, that's game over on the buzzer beater. Game yeah. over. One point win. And they win by one. And it's like, damn. Man. Instead, foot on the line, two-point shot, yeah, goes to OT. Yeah. And then he didn't make another bucket. Yeah. That was it. He didn't score once in overtime. He had two shots in a row that you could just tell he had no legs He was on. gassed. Like, the one that he kind of pulled up uh, from yeah. just outside the key, it was like a mid-range two, came up short. You know, I, I thought, I said, I was like, yeah, like that was a no-leg shot. And he comes back with the fadeaway turning from further out and airballs it to end the game, basically. Which, just, I hate to see it. Yeah. I love when he just makes big shots. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, And I expect he, him to. We all do. Yeah. I was saying it last time, I think he's probably my favorite player to, like, sit down and watch play. Like, he's so, like, he can make any shot from anywhere. Undoubtedly, he, yeah. And when it goes up, it's almost like a, oh, that's going in. It's like his... Like the Steph level, of like, where it's like, if he's open and he misses, you're like, whoa, that was weird. So well, I wonder what happened there. Like, when I'm like, watching, you expect it to go in. When I'm watching, like, Steph has that, like, high arching three, right? Yeah. Uh, Kevin's more Because yeah. he's taller, I think, too. He's already he's seven foot, and then yeah. he jumps, and he's, like, at the level Eight of the and basket. Feet, yeah. And he needs, like, a foot and a half to get above to the rim level. But. His feel like they're just like magnets going towards yeah. the hoop because they just are like, whereas Steph's are just like big rainbows going in. They're just like, what the hell, dude? Like that's <laughs> magnificent what he just did there. But yeah, so I'm I'm in the same boat with you on that for sure. Drew Holiday finished five of twenty three. Five of twenty three. Then he was just he suddenly decided to make shots as soon as we turned the game on. Yeah. <laughs> with what was it like three minutes in the fourth? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so he had back, all of his points. We got points, back to so. watch the end, right? Right. That's why yeah. I keep saying he had a good game, but it's like, no, he didn't. He had a good game. He actually watch. did. Yeah. He, he did, though, because, like, if he doesn't have what he did, like, if he doesn't do what he did, Dude, then, like, he had losing. some of the biggest shots, like, in the game, there's no doubt. Like, when he hit those, I was like, oh, man, the Bucks are maybe going to When it put him up three with about a minute to go, right? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I mean, he just drew just big, big shots. Obviously, like... What do we think the series is of Kyrie and Harden are healthy? Like, probably not the same at all, which is, like, okay. Right. I mean, at the beginning of this series, I was saying there's no way. Like, I don't, I don't see anybody beating the Nets. 
you know, this one low-scoring game, 86-83 is a fluke. That's not happening again. Little did we know there was going to be another game where the Nets scored 80, and, you know, yeah. it just wasn't the, the team that we expected to see going into the series. And, you know, the Bucks took advantage, and they're the ones moving on. So, so I know the answer that Dylan's going to give, but I'm still going to ask the question anyway. <clears throat> Do you think that this, like, win – validates Giannis and or Mike Budenholzer. I'll have you go first, Doge. Yes. I think it does. It's huge win. It's it's, it's a huge win. They didn't didn't find a, a fully healthy Nets team at the end of the series, but they were able to drag out a seven game series against some heavy hitters. And Yes, Harden wasn't 100%, but Durant was 130%. And they were still able to to get the series win against that team. And when Durant's on, he's on and just can't be beaten. And, you know, they they were able to take him. I got to stop. This this French Grand Prix we're watching right now live. And it's just been a battle of the wow. heavyweights right now of Verstappen and Hamilton. And we're on lap 52 of 53. And Verstappen climbed all the way back and just took the lead with with one lap to go. This is wild. Wow, this is huge for the Drivers' Championship and the, uh, was it the Cup? Like, yeah, the Constructors' Championship and the Drivers'. Perez and, and Bottas fighting for three and four. Oh, There's an goodness. investigation going for when Perez passed him. On the oh, my goodness. Lap, I guess. Wow. He just had this more. Is, this is more just there. Red Bull out-strategizing Mercedes because everyone was saying this was going to be a one-stop race, but they sent Verstappen in for the fresh tires on the second stop, and yeah. that's what's turned this race around. They were able to turn around and get him. Wow. Did you see how much rubber was on that track? Yeah. A lot of debris. Last lap. <clears throat> Here we go. I mean, oh, he's man. just running away he's from He's pulling the away. He, he just needs to have a clean lap. Yeah. Holy cow. Oh, man. Especially after he blew the first lap, or the first turn on the first lap. Like, yes. this is incredible to, like, come back and do this, too. Yeah, Verstappen qualified first. He had the pole, right? Locked up on the very first turn, or maybe into turn two. And Hamilton pulled ahead of him, and I thought, man, that's it. Like, good luck catching up to him. Because these, these tracks, like, this is just built for the Mercedes car. But it's the strategy that Red Bull pulled to getting those fresh tires. Yep. Oh, look at Toto Wolf, Mercedes boss. He is so pissed. Yeah, he's mad. <laughs> I mean, Hamilton was winning literally the entire race. Yeah. Other than, other than when he, like, outside of the pitted. Outside of pitting, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. Wow. Incredible. Um, okay, back to Big Giannis. Ooh. I'll go. He it definitely... So here's what I think. <clears throat> Maybe you had more to say, Dodge. I'm not sure. No, no, go ahead. I think Giannis is definitely validated because... <clears throat> excuse my voice, just wrecked from chanting. Um, he, like, even if they would have lost the game, like, Kevin Durant hits that shot... We all like we all walk away. Kevin Durant walks away, shakes Giannis's hand, and goes, "Hell of a game, man! Like that was a game seven, one for the ages." Like the stat that came up, um, 
at the like late night, you might have been snoozing there, Doge. It was like most points in a game seven between like opposing players, and it was like I think Kevin Durant and Giannis were the most this time, and then the one right below that was Paul Pierce and LeBron James, like game seven, where I think LeBron had forty seven, Pierce had forty two or forty or something oh, wow. like that. Or maybe it was like reverse of that. Yeah. So it was like <clears throat> another game like that. I was like, these games don't ever happen. It's so like this was a game seven where it's like, okay, Giannis, like you can play in the moment. Like this was huge. Like you made most of your free throws too. Like it wasn't like you were going Ben Simmons getting scared and at the free throw line. Like obviously you had to rely on some of your other teammates, but like Kevin Durant needed to rely on some of his teammates and they didn't make their shots and that's why he lost too. Like, if Joe Harris hits a couple of those threes, like, it's game over. He was so wide open on some of those, man. Bad shots. Blake Griffin, incredible rebounds at the end to try to keep the game alive. Same, uh, I think Jeff Green was down there doing that, too. Um, But Giannis definitely validated. I do not believe this validates Coach Bud. Like, personally. But... I don't know. We'll see. Because I'm going to see. We'll see how he does in this next series. But Giannis, I think, is like he went toe-to-toe with one of the best players, if not the best player in the league right now, and and beat him and and had enough of a game where you can tip your cap. Coach Bud, I don't know. I just don't know. Giannis, for sure, had his, you know, moment where he kind of proved himself to me. Coach Bud had the chance to put the game away. And drew up just this awful play <laughs> yeah. to get the ball to Brooke Lopez in the corner, and, and that gave and that well gave Kevin Durant the chance to yeah. get the game tying shot to go into OT. Yeah. They that never should have had six seconds to give Kevin Durant a look, no. and that's the only reason it went to overtime. So yeah, that's true. He definitely did not come out in the moment when they needed him, Coach yeah. Bud. But Giannis scoring forty and having some big moments and buckets down the stretch and OT especially to put the game away. So definitely yeah. more towards Giannis than, than Budenholzer for sure. Definitely. Dill, as the resident Giannis hater here, yeah. do you give him any credit here? Or are you just saying, like, Kevin Durant just needs to, if he is an inch back, we're not saying this at all? Yeah, no, I mean, I definitely think you got to give credit where credit's due when he had a good game. Do, do I believe that he has flipped a switch where he is all of a sudden just going to be a big-time player in big-time moments? No. I, I think that until yeah, he has... Always, but like, until he can shoot and make a bucket and be dangerous from outside of six feet away from the hoop, then, like, I, I can't take him seriously in the sense of, like, he wants to be the best player in the league when he was saying that. Like, I Some get, players don't have to, though. Like, Shaq didn't have to. But... He didn't do things on his own. Like, he always had somebody or something around, like, on his successful teams, like, and that was Kobe. Like, so was everybody. Right. For the most part. And, uh... There's some points in that team where Kobe had Shaq. Certainly. <laughs> and not Shaq had Kobe. Certainly. Feel me? <laughs> um and Shaq has the finals MVPs. Yeah. I... I don't know. I just don't trust it yet. I don't think that that was, like, a defining moment. It's... It was only the conference semifinals. Like, if he does that here against the next team, okay. Like, now we've seen it become more of a um, repeatable process and maybe a habit. And he just has that in him. It's just a moment for me because it was against Durant. 
if that's a game seven, 40 points against the Sixers, I mean, I don't care. If it's against the Hawks, don't care. If it's against the Celtics, I would actually be very pissed. Yeah, you would wouldn't, care. <laughs> you, would, you would care. You'd but care. I wouldn't. But I wouldn't still tip the cap like I am right now. Yeah. In the same way, if it was against the Lakers, sure, absolutely, against LeBron. But because it's against a guy who's in his position, who is superior, and he was able to hold serve. Like, I you just got to give him credit, and that's a, a big win. And if he can come out and really perform in this Eastern Conference Finals, they have probably a really good chance to win the championship now. Um, <clears throat> which is weird. To I hope about. to see the Hawks face their old coach. With Bud. They had some good regular season teams out of Atlanta. Like, for Budenholzer. And then I would he like, choked so it in the playoffs. So, if you're the Bucks, I was asking this to Patch. He's, he's kind of a Bucks fan. Who would you rather see? Like, the Hawks or the Sixers? tough. What do you say? I'm asking you. Oh, I thought you said you, you asked I said Patch. I, like I said, like I asked Patch last night. Like, who do you... What did he say? I didn't hear He him. said Hawks. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I would absolutely hate to see 76 with the two teams. Or no, he today. said, excuse me. He said Sixers, I said Hawks. Okay. I would hate to see the 76ers and the Bucks playing to see who goes to the finals. Like that's just like, but if I'm the Bucks, I think I would rather face the Sixers. I don't know about that. I think I, so. I think that the uh, it's tough. I I just think I don't Drew know, can just get in Trey's way so much, and that just is like, okay, Atlanta, now what? Yeah, I mean and we'll then, see, but that's what the Sixers thought Ben Simmons was going to do. And I mean they're going into Game Seven, so we'll see. Yeah, but, ben but they Simmons, were Ben Simmons is like effed in the head right now about his free throws. Like, Drew Holiday's like, I got big nuts. I just made game seven. Like, who's stopping me? Yeah. yeah I just, like, the Sixers have more to throw at yet. Tobias Harris actually can really score. Joel Embiid is, like, could have been the MVP. Like, I mean, they were one of the best who's stopping teams him? in the league. Who's stopping him? Right. <clears throat> I don't know. Like, Danny, Danny Green being out, though, is tough for them, I think. I would not want to see Embiid versus Giannis if I were like the Bucks. If I were a Bucks fan, Trey, I think like, is like really scary because he can get super supernova Trey and get really hot. But I don't know. That's what I'm more so worried about, especially because Ben Simmons about, like, is like, so in his head. Nate right McMillan now. versus Mike Budenholzer <laughs> is like such a weird coaching battle. Like, who's gonna mess this up more? Fair enough. No, Mike, Nate McMillan's actually been pretty good. And so I mean, it's basically Pacers-Hawks is what we're talking here. Yeah. Old school, yeah. Back in the day. But, uh, I don't know. Because I just, I need the Suns to win the championship for Chris Paul. Just like I would love I'd to see, love to see it. If it's gonna be a weird year, let's just get him a ring. He's too good not to have one. So at this point that's who I'd be pulling for. I really for it doesn't ship. really matter to me who we're getting here. But both teams are dangerous, there's no doubt. And they both have 
different problems. I don't think the Hawks... Now that I'm thinking about it, too, like... I don't think the Hawks can really defend Giannis. Because isn't Hunter banged up for them? Yeah, Andre? Yeah. And, like, he's the main guy who would be able to take Giannis. And now it's like... Who is that going to be? Like a... Herder? John Collins? Like a Collins-Capella combo of just big bodies. But... Giannis is going to take one of the Giannis is, yes. Giannis is a larger body. Yeah. He's just a huger. <laughs> He's just a huger. He's just ginormous. So that's where I'm like, the Sixers can be like, all right, well, we'll put Embiid on him, we'll put Simmons on him, we'll put Harris on him. They're just a big team. They're huge. So, yeah, I think that... And so are the Bucks. So that's why I think if I'm the Bucks, I'd rather face the Hawks. Right. I'm with you. Just size-wise. I'm with you. But if Ice Trey gets going... Look out. Meet me in the A. Meet me in the A. <laughs> um, It'll be fun to see. We've got that so game seven tonight, too, right? Yes. Yeah, we're doing any predictions. Who you got? Who you got? It's in Philly. Yep. see if there's anybody for sure out of the game for injuries or anything like that before you give a decision. Yeah, I guess you give me that first. Uh, Cam Reddish, out. Okay. Trey Young, day-to-day. Bogdan, day-to-day. Joel Embiid, day-to-day. Alright, well, those guys are all playing. So, yeah. Except for Cam Reddish, I bet. Yeah, he's out. DeAndre Hunter's out. Danny Green? Or no? He's out for a couple games. Yeah, DeAndre Hunter tore his meniscus. He looks That's like saying. he won't be back this year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the Sixers could even just put Dwight on Giannis and just foul him six times. Danny Green's out for two or three weeks of the calf, so. Two or three weeks of the calf. Calf injury. So he might come back for like the finals. Sure. Game. That's a big hit for them. Yeah. Game seven. In Philly. In Philly. Both teams a little banged up. Philly should win this. Philly should win. That's why, dude, I'm like. Today, decide. Like, today, tonight. Will decide. Maybe they'll have another night to decide the same thing. But tonight, it potentially decides if Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid will be playing together, I think, again. Like, if they can't get it done tonight against the goddamn banged-up Hawks, like, they got to split them up. So, I've been saying that they're the fakest team out there for quite oh some God. time. So, this will Dill's about to get, also be... Dill's about to be Hater Nation over here. If they lose that... Take is completely validated, and you're right. They're gonna they're gonna get rid of one of the two, which they're not gonna get rid of Joel. Maybe they're tired of him being hurt, though. Nah. Yeah. Just the MVP. Yeah. If they're tired, probably tired of his Ben Simmons going one from two from the line. Yes. Over two from the line. Over ten. Ten. Like, why don't we go get? Didn't he miss like fourteen straight or something stupid? I don't know. I thought he missed a bunch. Or he was like one of fourteen in like he's a three games. In his head about free throws. Just get a little 
Yeah, he needs to get the freaking. Embiid's bigger and can make free throws, so. I would hate well, if Dame, Dame went there. I would well, damn time not Philly. like that. That'd be sick for Philly, I'll be honest. That would be fun. But I would. Really, if you can manage to really hold on it. to Embiid. I would really hate it. You could probably do Ben Simmons straight and, like, mad picks. So maybe a young guy, Maxie in there. For Dame. I'm taking Hawks. You're going with the Hawks. Hawks. Yeah. Wow. I think the Sixers are fake. I'm sticking with my nose. I just it's I'm I will not go against my boy Doc in this. I gotta go Sixers. That's strictly it. Nothing against anyone else. I like Tyrese Maxey. Big game coming from him tonight. I think. Okay. I think Trey Young needs that. That tonight, Doc's gonna have to look himself in the eye and go, "I can't fucking play Ben in the fourth, and he's gonna have to sit him down." I think Trey Young, if the Hawks are going to win, needs to have, like, 12-plus assists in, like, his normal score. I think that's the number. If, he gets, cool. if he gets to 12, they win. If he's at 11, might be a one-point loss. Might be a three-point loss. Might <laughs> be a 20-point loss. <laughs> but if he had that 12 point, If he had the no 12 longer one, 20. Yeah, it would, it would definitely be a win. So, so Hawks, Hawks yep. Sixers, Doge. I'm taking the Sixers. Yeah, home field. I think is going to play a big. That's the that's the only reason. If it was in Atlanta, I'd probably switch around. Fair enough. These are obviously two very close, like competitive teams. Hopefully, they don't drop the confetti early if they go to overtime. That would be. I mean, this series has already been tougher for them than a lot of people think or thought. I feel like, like no one thought the Hawks were going to take them to seven. No. No. So the fact that they're here, it's like, yeah. It's anybody's game. Literally. Win or go home. Yeah, I mean, like. Topic for later in the summer, but, because like, we can't go into it now, but. Trey Young is taking his team further in the playoffs than Luka Doncic. Is that trade better? It's always a great role. <laughs> eh, I still probably have Luka. I'd rather have Luka. I would rather have Luka. Trey's nice, though. Trey is really nice. The Hawks team is just better, I think. We just need to get him uh, on the pot. Just text him. Trey, I'll just text him. Yeah. That's cool. I'll tell him. Hey, dude. He texts us all the time. I know he's been busy with uh, some playoff basketball stuff. All right, real quick, before we go to buzzer beaters, then. um, Paul George versus Devin Booker today. No Chris Paul, no Kawhi. Who do you got? Game one. Yeah, game one at 3.30 midday. That's cause, probably because the boys aren't. Yeah. I've got the Suns. I think the Clips are going to be a little bit tired from the energy they had so to too. put out. I think that's, the Suns are going to be could the be big like thing an, is the rest. I think it's going to be an ugly game. I think the Suns are going to come out and not want to lose so bad because Chris is out to, like, they don't want to, like, let him down type thing. Like, campaign, I can see a big the campaign's going to go off. He's yeah. going to be like, yo, just trying to beat me up. I'm ready to show out. My nose is still a little banged up. Devin Booker's like, I'm ready to fight anybody, especially Jokic. <clears throat> I bet he has a huge game today. I bet Paul George does as well. I think Aiden's going to eat. Paul George might be just in Devin Booker's ear, though, just be like all over him, which would be like, it's going to be tough. I mean, yeah. if the Clippers can play that lockdown defense like they did the last few games of that Jazz series, then, like, they could take the series. But 
I mean, I can't believe this is the first time they've ever been to the conference finals. Like, that's, that's just nutty. So, good for them. And they're facing the best player in Clipper history, probably, Chris yeah. Paul. Mountain Baby, Blake Griffin. Like, it's always really funny. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a good series. I'm really looking forward to it. I think that, you know, if the Clippers win this, this is another thing that we need to talk about later. If the Clippers win, are they the team of L.A.? No? No. They'll never be the team of L.A. <laughs> now the Space no. Jam about to drop here soon. Yeah. They'll just LeBron's bring it right back. in the recording studio. They'd have to win the ship to... They'd have to go on, like, a decade-long winning streak. They just win every chip for ten years, and it's like, maybe they are... They have their own stadium. Because they're opening their uh, own stadium in the next yeah, couple of years, same, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. And then once they just they just bring on ten ships to that stadium just to break it in, you know. Just break out the banners. Yeah. They would have to do that to become the LA team. But. How are they not? You know? Because they're not. 10th Street, though? They want, the Clippers want 10th Street. That's the only way that I think it would happen. Or, like, if you did, like, some absurd... I guess, they, like, yeah, you the, take a whole decade. They just won the next 50 years, sure. and it's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah, they're just... If the Lakers, like, weren't even close in those 10 years, probably, yeah. But if, like, they were, like, sniffing them, it'd still be like... If uh, they beat the Lakers every year in the playoffs... That might switch who knows? It could be just complete fair weather. Like, they win two or three, and it's just like, let's go Clips. Like, let's ride. Yeah. I doubt it. But. We have two teams to root for. We're just an L.A. fan. You know, it doesn't matter yeah. who. <laughs> We're Clips, Lakes, whatever. Lakers. Dodgers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're, it's we Dodgers town, dude. It's not Lakers town. It's a Lakers town. It's not a Clippers town. <laughs> yeah. Like. For sure. <laughs> That's it's not going to happen. It's not changing. It's not a Chargers town. It's not a football town, period. <laughs> yeah. It's not a Nats town, dude. Uh-huh. It's a Knicks town. Oh. It's in the same way. Okay. Oh, for New York, yeah. In the same way. Yeah, it's the Yankees, not the Mets. All right. <clears throat> Let's move on. Buzzer beaters. If nobody has one, I have a large one that we can all discuss. I've got one. It's not going to be a big discussion, but I'll toss it out there real quick. We don't have to discuss mine, but we can. Go ahead, Dush. Final round of the U.S. Open today. Wow. We've got some guys you wouldn't typically see at the top. Russell Henley, Mackenzie Hughes, little Louis Oosthuizen sighting, um, all sitting at five under. But then you've got a few guys lurking just a couple strokes back. Brooksy, Bryson DeChambeau sitting at three under. Sure. Reigning U.S. Open champion. Also at three under is Rory McIlroy. Keeping it. The reigning champ, though, just coming back to support it. I hope he doesn't. I don't like DeChambeau at all. Yeah. But John Rahm, yep. at he, two under, had to be pulled a couple weekends ago because of COVID as he was leading by, like, six strokes. He's yeah. going to win that. So he's got a chip on his shoulder. <clears throat> yeah. He could he come out hot today. Hopefully he comes out hot. That'd be nice. So there could be some big moves, but, yeah, I mean, obviously, by the time you're listening to this pod... U.S. Open may already be over, but big, big final round going in today. Yep. Um, okay, boys. 
sad, not a sad day, but like a weird day, good day. The Kemba Walker experience is now over in Boston. But the Al Horford experience is back, baby. Bring him on home, Bring big Al. Um, <laughs> so the trade is for Kemba Walker, um, for and a pick number sixteen and a second round pick for Al Horford, Moses Brown, who's a nice young center who we'll talk about here in a second, and then a second round pick. So we're like swapping second round picks. Um, as our lovely friend of the show, John Corrales, would put it, we basically drafted Moses Brown with the 16th pick, which is nice because we've seen him in the NBA, so we've gotten more like exposure to him than anyone we've seen in the draft. We kind of know what to expect of him. He's on a deal for $2 million or less for three more years, which is great. Um, Al Horford comes back to town, who Robert Williams is credited as being like the reason why he's gotten really good, so maybe that will make him even better. If Al's just you know, teaching him the, the Al Horford and ways. And play alongside him. Right. They're playing alongside each other, which is nice. Um, Al Horford, also a consummate professional, just like everybody loves Al Horford. So we swap out a guy who everybody loves for a guy who everybody loves, which is nice. Um, <clears throat> and then Al Horford also saves us like $20 million in the length of his contract as opposed to Kemba's. And there's a lot of incentives that Al Horford will probably not hit because he's probably not going to score and rebound as many points as they have in those incentives. So it's a real nice deal for that. Saves us $9 million this year, which is great to help us restructure the Fournier deal. And then we have some other, uh, we have like a Hayward exception still left and then a mid-level player exception. So we can add some more talent here a little bit too, which is nice. Um, if we want to keep Fournier, if we don't want to keep Fournier, then we have a little bit more cap too I think we can um, use. But... Uh, I'd like to add him. I think he's a good little player. We just didn't really get him healthy, so he could be nice. We'll see. He could be a good trade piece to have like a contract like that as well. So yeah, he didn't have many games with him, so like gelling wasn't necessarily there. Yeah. But like he had some, he had some good individual yeah. contributions. That so I mean, like you've seen him in Orlando. Like he had some good. And he's, he can sure. score, so we'll see what he's slow, like. Slow once guy. we really get going, it's weird. We uh, we had a big problem all year where we didn't have any bigs. You know, we didn't have, we only had like one or two, and now we have four, you know, four, four or five, if you want to count Taco as well, five bigs, okay. and really no guards now. So it'll be interesting to see what Brad does. This is Brad's first trade, too. Trades with uh, somebody, say this somebody is... he worked with and Sam Presti um, before, um, I think at Butler, I think they said, which is pretty cool. So somebody that he knew in the Thunder. Um, Something funny I saw was that it was uh, Danny Ainge like hoarded all these picks all the time, and Brad Stevens' first trade, he just trades a first round pick and like a couple <laughs> picks instead of like just the exact picks. opposite. Yeah. yeah, just the complete opposite. Um, what do you guys think of that trade? Like, <clears throat> I don't know. I I like it, especially because of the Moses Brown piece. I think without Moses Brown, I would not have been as happy. I, I like I've low key been a big fan of his on the Thunder. He said some like huge rebounding games which like if you can just rebound we can figure out a spot for you on the Celtics so I like it but I'm also pretty biased so what do you think Dill? Uh, yeah I think that your team got better I think it's good for Brad to like get his feet wet and like having a like some sort of like transaction you know like a fingerprint you know on the team right well, I think too it's a it's a showing sign because Brad also like 
he wasn't preparing for the draft all year because he was coaching. So, like, he probably can't, like, make a fair evaluation. Like, make of, like, a great evaluation of the guys in this draft. Yeah. He doesn't have time to catch up. So, he's probably like, let me get out of this draft yeah. and get somebody who I've seen, like the Moses Brown, like we're talking about. So, that's interesting there, too. But, Doge, what do you think of this trade? I know you're a Horford guy. I am so. a Horford guy. I've got the Horford Celtics jersey, so I can break that back out again. He'll actually be able to play on our team, too, which is exciting because yeah. we're actually trying to win. <laughs> um, it certainly does leave some, some questions, as you said, T, as to who's going to be in that guard spot for for the Celtics. Obviously, you guys still have to figure that out. Um, or it'll just be Marcus Smart. He'll be our point guard. Takes over the and one. Then, and then Jalen and Jason will just handle it a lot more, I'm sure, like they did this year. Yeah. I mean, but I think we need a pet, somebody, to, like a creator. Yeah. Brad now making the trades. Obviously, he was working it as a coach. He kind of knows what that lineup needs. So hopefully he can make some moves to kind of fill in that spot. But I feel like there's still some questions to be answered in the guard positions there for him. Yeah. Obviously, you know, Fournier is, is more of like a like a 2-3, which is he's kind of like... He's not a passer. He's just a yeah, scorer, you know what I mean? Right, so, definitely you know, there's, there's some questions to be answered. But obviously, they knew that the Kemba situation wasn't going to work for them. So they had to, they had to, you know, move on from from that chapter and go on to the next one. And I hope they can figure it out. I do, but I I love Al Horford, and you know, looking forward to seeing what what years he has left here at the end of the yeah. of his career. So I think it's also a win for the the Thunder. They get another pick for their mega war chest. They get Kemba Walker, who they can just deal to another team for some young guy or. Um, for some more picks if they want even, you know, or like, hey, we'll give you the, uh, you know, the fourth and the fifth pick or whatever, how many picks we have. We'll give you three picks and Kemba to get the first pick in this draft so we can go get Cade Cunningham or something. I don't know. But I think they definitely did a great job in that trade. I think we, um, you know, if they can't get off of Kemba Walker, that's going to be tough for them mm-hmm. um, because they also have um, – Shea Gilson-Alexander, who's a really good young player. I love SGA. Yeah, he's a beast. Yeah, people forget, too, just like SGA, they sent Al Horford home because he was playing so well for the Thunder. Like, he wasn't, like, benched because he was playing terribly. Like, he was actually playing too good because they were trying to tank. So, like, maybe Horford will be good. He's usually a pretty healthy guy, um, which is, I think, something Brad values here in this trade. But I don't know. It's a bummer. Kemba never really got to play in front of the fans, but it's exciting to have Al back, and I think he'll be a good veteran presence for these guys in this locker room. I'm excited to see. They're probably going to move one of these bigs because we have Horford, Tristan, Rob, Moses Brown, and Taco. So somebody, I think, in that will probably get moved for that that guard we're talking about or a backup guard. I don't know what the value is on the market, but I think you need to get rid of Tristan. For sure. Like, I think your team is, like... I've heard that everybody who's not in the locker room is not a huge fan because of he's, like, missed a lot of stuff and because he went out and did some personal, like, stuff and, like, missed a lot of the yeah. protocol. And that's why he didn't play all the games this year. And he was always, like, the regular season doesn't count and stuff like that. And it's like, well, it definitely does. Like, if we weren't the seventh seed, we might even be in the conference finals right now. We could beat the Hawks. We're not going to beat the Sixers if if Ben Simmons is like in his head. 
We might be able to beat the injured Nets. We probably can't beat the Bucks. They're just too big for us, but maybe we could. I think you guys are the next step closer to having the championship winning team that you obviously want. Like, last year, you guys definitely had holes in your lineup, in your roster, that yeah. you really didn't have any bigs that you could, like, if you had, like, one We need one more, guy, like, we need more bench stuff, good. which I think we added here. Like, Horford could come in and have a good game. For sure. Like, Time Lord can have a good game. Moses Brown just comes in and just gets minutes, like, and plays some good, some good D. Like, he learns from Horford and Rob. Like, he doesn't have to be any good, but I need to pull up some of his stat lines. I mean, he, he just was quality, so I'm looking forward to You have him. Marcus Smart, who's a he dog. He was, like, a really high, like, pedigree guy coming out of high school going to UCLA, too. Like, Moses Brown. Moses, Moses Brown. Okay. So, I'm excited for him as well, obviously. But we need a guard for sure. We need a guard. So, it'll be interesting to see what Brad does, or maybe he thinks we don't. We just need to go with what we got. But there's been some interesting uh, – Brad slander out there, right? To our Brad talk, I guess. Well, he's in the new position. We well, can't I guess, be him, and, I guess him and Kemba didn't get along very well. I could see it. I think Brad wanted him to play more. And Kemba didn't. was like, obviously wanted to be healthy, which is fine. So Brad wanted, I think, just more consistently consistency, so he could figure out the team or something. There's Joe Harris missing wide open threes, like we talked about. Big Brown. Big um, block by Brooke. Yeah. Yeah. Big block. Um, so, yeah, I guess Gordon Hayward said that he needed a, they needed a new voice in Boston when he left, too, or something to Brad. Like, you need some of the players don't listen to you or something. So, it's, it's probably good that he's in the front office now making the moves. So I think he's got a good mind. But final buzzer beater now that I'm going like triple overtime instead of this like Chauncey Billups coming back for a second interview can't wait hopefully he gets hired love that I think he would be a really good NBA coach I think he'd be so awesome regardless of where he goes if you guys end up landing him great but like I think he's oh yeah if he goes somewhere else like if he's just like oh let me go just coach let me just coach go Zion. the Hawks I'd love to coach Zion that'd be sick I'd be like oh Chauncey that's great you wanna go coach Luka Doncic go ahead you want to come coach Jason Tatum? Jalen Brown? By all means. <laughs> sure. Come on down. Come on down. Um, so, yeah, weird day of sports. Weird week. Like, obviously, that was a weird Celtics trade. Like, usually trades don't happen before the draft like that either. Um, and they don't happen, like, in the middle of the playoffs. So, it's, I don't know. Interesting. But obviously, probably none of the teams in the playoffs were like, oh, we'll take Kemba. Yeah. <laughs> right. <clears throat> so. You know. Third might... game where a pair of opposing players had 40 points or more in a game seven. There it is. Giannis, just a beast. Josh, any final words here? No, I got my, my buzzer beater in. Still, any final words here? Yeah, I mean, she said it was a weird week of sports and some stuff like that. Uh, the Rays went from being the <clears throat> best team in the MLB oh to now being, like, ninth after losing five straight between the White Sox and the Mariners, who 
we just keep losing tough. in extra inning games on the road, which is tough. Because we had a really good road record, and then we've lost five straight on this uh, away series. So, yeah. um, have another game against the Mariners today, which the Mariners are like a 500 ball club. It just upsets me that because Houston has won six straight, they're now ahead of the Rays. Which is like, come on. Come on. But we're still fighting for the division. We're right there with Boston. I think we're a half game back of Boston right now. Uh, I think this has to be Booney's last season in, in New York if they don't have yeah, success. I would imagine so. I think so. Like, I think his time has ran. I uh, like Aaron Boone, even from his time when he was playing for the Reds, but... I thought he had it. Like his, I thought he was a good hire when that happened. His time is, yeah, it's coming up soon if they don't make something this year. For how much money they spend, they need to be better. They need like, to be better. That's uh, exactly it. And they're only four games over 500, so I'm honestly surprised how Toronto is not more competitive. Uh, I thought they were going to have a really good team, but they're a game under 500, so. Oh, I hope that... Oh, I hope that they show this uh, highlight of the game-winning goal. Oh, here, let me wrap this up. Potentially game-winning goal. Um, all right, well, everyone, we appreciate you listening. Thank you for uh, enjoying our weird weekend of sports. It was a weird, kind of a weird pod, but it was a great pod. We had Doge in town. Good weekend. Good fun at the uh, TQL Stadium at the West End there. Dill, thanks for being on. Yeah, thank you guys. It was a blast. Uh, obviously, we didn't get the win like we wanted to yesterday or the points uh, with the tie, but it was a really fun time. So yeah, <clears throat> really stuff, guys. Time. Absolutely glad you could make it, Doge. Doge, thanks for being on. Thanks for Always bringing it a down. Pleasure, gentlemen. Especially what I can do it in person. So absolutely great hangs and good pod. Yeah, looking forward to the next time. Good stuff. All righty, ladies and gentlemen. This is a moment that we've been waiting for for quite some time. Let's go. So, in order to put in an order mm-hmm. for our new merchandise drop, mm-hmm. you can go ahead and put in your order to Clubhouse Sports Podcast at gmail.com. Please include your name, contact info, and delivery address. So, if you would like three quarter zips, please let us know. If you would like a couple koozies, type in how many koozies you'd like. Here's a little replica for an example, I guess you could say. Sure. More so, not maybe a replica, but just an example. So, Joe Burrow mm. is going to go ahead and order to 1 Paul Brown Stadium, Cincinnati, Ohio, 45202. He's getting one large t-shirt, two large quarter zips, one blue, one red, one hat, and ten koozies. Please submit your orders. By July 1st. Mm -hmm. Thank you again for your support. And for our first-time orders, we're going to do a little uh, discount here, a little promo code. Sure. If you mention TCSN20, you get 20% off your order. So make sure that you get whatever you'd like and get it in as soon as possible so we can fulfill these orders. Oh, yeah. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everybody. This is The Clubhouse.